one. Panther. Place. That's your recap on 98, the touchdown and then, you know, the, the, the win in Indianapolis the, the week after that, which, of course, stands out to me as the ultimate nerd of these kind of things. Silver pants Silver and white jerseys. Silver pants white jerseys. Never been done since. What the hell, Luke? And we walk in and I was like, what, what is this? And everybody's like looking around and we rocked the silver pants and white jerseys and I was like, I don't hate it. That's so funny you said that because I can vividly remember walking in and seeing that uniform and I'm like, eh. I, I, I will never forget it. I, my brother and I, who are just rabid, you know, observers of these stupid things, I, you know, we get out there, we, we see those pants, and maybe it's the dome, maybe it's the lighting, and, and no, those are silver no, pants and lights. And I swear I recovered a fumble in that game. You, yeah, you did. And, there, and there's a picture, and I'm like, and I saw it years later. And you I'm know like, what? I've, I've seen that damn picture because I, I tried to look up the silver pants and I saw your ass on the ground recovering a fumble. Recovering a fumble. And I'm like, every time I see that now, I think it's so weird that we had the silver pants on. I had that picture. So there was no, there was no story behind it? There, there was wasn't no any... story behind it. I, Jackie <laughs> Miles had a little, like, uh, senior moment. <laughs> <laughs> and if there is, I don't know the story. Yeah, well, I, I mean, actually kind of liked it, huh? Every week now, it's something, and I, I will tell you right now, I'm not a fan of mixing up too many pant top nah, combos. Nah. The, 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 the white on black is the worst, by the way. I think it sucks. Oh, um, yeah, we do do that, huh? You got the all black, which is fine. You know, we get Jersey talk another day here, but uh, I, love the, I love the unis. I love the classics, and I hope they never change it. But that, I tell you, the white on silver just, just stood out to me. So, anyway, you, that, that, that season comes to an end. Tell me about the off season. To walk me through that. Oh, so that off season, like, and you know, I'm I'm like young and oblivious at this time as well, because I'm thinking there's no way Dom uh, is getting fired, you know, because I'm young and stupid, and uh, boom, he gets fired. Then uh, Seifert gets the job, and I'm thinking, oh great, we got a great coach, right? Mind you, if you look at speaking of coaching tree, look at the coaches he had on his staff. So he gets there and almost immediately, like, he just alienated everyone. Like, so I, that was that was as advertised with Seifert. That, that that was sort of the mo on him. It was it was. Do you think if you get inside of his head, do you think that was his way of saying, okay, look, I'm high level, I'm going to delegate to my position guys, and I'm the CEO, or was he just an no, oddball? He didn't delegate to his position guys. He meddled. He, so we, he, we'd, we'd be on the field in a certain personnel, and he'd change the play with 15 seconds on the clock, and we're like, we're not, we don't have that personnel on the field. And, and, and you couldn't say anything. Because he's what, George Seifert. I mean, he's because he's, he's the head coach. Like, right. what are you doing? I remember uh, what's our office coordinator name? He went to Seattle and 
Gil, head, Gil Haskell. Uh, Gil, yeah. Gil. Talk about a guy I ran into it at the Palm of all places after the Frisco game in 99. Really? We went to the Palm, and then Gil Haskell sitting right beside us there, just like, of course, that, that they bombed the 49ers that year in, in that game, and, and they're riding high, and maybe, maybe a playoff appearance is on the way. So they're all feeling good. So Gil's there, you know, having a nice cold one and a big old steak. And to be the nerd, I am shaking his hand and saying, you know, I know you're Gil Haskell, and you're doing a hell of a job with the offense. He's like, thanks, kid. Yeah, dude, I like Gil. I, like, yeah. I really like Gil. But he did a hell of a job I, with that offense. I think I could tell. There are so many times I could tell that he wanted to tell George to F off, but he was a pro. Yeah. And uh, But Georgia, there are a lot of things that – I would hear horror stories from some of the people upstairs that I just, I'm not going to repeat sure, right. because, you know, I heard some in confidence, but there are some things about George that was tough to, uh, so the most, one of the most arrogant people they had ever been around. Like hmm. he was like every, like just aloof is the word I've aloof, heard. Arrogant. I remember guys, was, uh, some of the assistants would say when we were on the road and we'd go to the hotel, you know, the hotel would have breakfast for us. Yeah. He would call down and his pancakes had to be getting flipped off of the grill when he got there to get his plate. If it wasn't just literally flipped on the opposite side and picked up, they had to do a whole nother one right in front of him. He wasn't getting one that was there. That's one of the stories. That's got to. That's got to. That's got to be a joke. That's not true. No, that's, that, that that can't be true. That's true. That's, that's true. nuts. That's, that's just true. crazy. That's a crazy person, Luther. That's dude. Dude, I there is a there are a lot of things. That's interesting. I, I've seen things on him from NFL films where he like blows into a lifesaver for a game, and he never walks on the fifty-yard line. And yeah, you feel like offensive. I mean, what what was it that, from their perspective, put you on the roadmap to Philly from Carolina's side? Was it the offense itself? George didn't like what you brought to the table. What, what do you think it was? I, I don't know. I don't think George liked. Uh... Well, I brought to the table much. I don't know. Uh, we, he, he, not, I, not you, he, not you personally. Just no, maybe stylistically, no. what you bring as a as a player. I think he he liked the guys that we had. We had uh, Wesley Walls. We had Chris Mangum, who had become a really good blocker. And then the other guy was a long snapper. Uh, Brian Kinchin. Kinch, yep. Kinch came. And he was a long snapper. And. Mm-hmm. I knew I was the odd man out. Numbers that, game so, at that point, yeah. Yeah, and uh, you know, I mean, it's not like I was some star. I mean, it is what it is. Like, and, yeah, but you, I mean, again, you're coming off a, a pretty solid ending to a, a 98 right. season there, and you're right. thinking, okay, this is. And that's the thing you tell guys all the time when they when they want a new coach. Like, a new coach comes in, things are going to change. If Dom was there, I probably would have been on that team. Dom liked me. Mm-hmm. He liked what I brought to the table. And you like Dom? Uh, I like Dom. He was fair, super fair. Uh, and he 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 uh, he liked what I brought to the table. He played me. Uh, George didn't, and he traded me. <laughs> at what point? At what point in time were you traded? Dude, it was uh, was preseason know, or it was or... it was like a week before the season. You know, like cut down Monday or whatever. That's what I thought. Yeah. So. Um, 
I'm on the field and I realize that I am not getting any reps and it's raining, it's raining cats and dogs. I'm not on, because you know, I was like first team on all the special teams. I was a backup tight end. So I was on all the special teams, athletic guy, backup tight end, you're going to be yeah, on special. Yeah, that's it. So I saw the special teams dev chart. I was like, shit, I'm like fourth. Right? That's not a good sign. And we get out there and we're doing offensive stuff and I'm like, I'm I'm behind everybody now and I was like, they're gonna fucking cut me. Finally, like we start doing stuff and I'm standing there and I wanna say, just fucking let me go. Yeah, right. Right why, like why am I out here? Like you guys are embarrassing me, like but that's got to feel helpless as hell because you, you you just you're ready to move on. They don't need you. They don't want you. They they don't have a place for you. Well, but you're stuck in that spot and nothing because, can happen. And I because they were making because they were working on the trade. Working on the trade. Yeah. They're trying. But in, but in that in that moment, it's still got to feel like shit on your end to just. Because at this, because I know I've been in the league for a couple of years. I know what this means. This means I'm getting cut, mm-hmm. and. Um, and I'm and here's what's funny. I was single, and I was this one uh, girl I knew. Like she had finally come to visit me, and she was at the house. Like we had practice, and I was like, "All right, we got practice. I'll see you in a few hours." Blah blah blah. Right. So at this point, I'm on the field, and Mark counts. Finally, walks up, and he's like, "Luther." Uh, come here. I start like I'm about to cry because I'm, I'm like it's like anger cry right I'm pissed off and I'm like and he's like yeah he's like we're gonna make a move and uh, I took my helmet off and starts walking well no I put my helmet on because it's raining and I don't want to see anybody I want anybody to see me like completely pissed and Musin sees me and he you know he's been he knows what's going on he came and gave me a hug and I hop on the golf cart and we roll in and he's like and then Mark was like it's not so bad buddy and I was like well I'm kind of out of a job he's like no you're going back home going back to Philly Wow. and I was like what and he said yeah Philly's trading for you and that's got to feel light years better than a cut, obviously, because you're, right. you're, you're, you're wanted. You're wanted, you're wanted, and it's a hell of a lot better than having a cut on your record. Having a cut and waiting, because you don't know where you're going. Yeah. I could be in exactly. Seattle the next day, but I had right. just bought a house. like literally, My house wasn't even fully furnished yet. Oh, so, yes. That's I, the life. <laughs> I get home, and I'm telling her, like, um, we're gonna have to cut off business short, and she's like, "What?" Like she's thinking, <laughs> like I'm completely uninterested in her, and I'm kicking her out. And I said, "No, I got traded." And she, and that's before like smartphones and all this yeah. stuff. And like, no, it's like, it's not it's not you. It's the Philadelphia Eagles, Eagles honey. <laughs> right? And she's like, "Bullshit." And I turn on uh, the TV and put it on Sports Center, and I told her to watch the crawl. Right. Oh wow! That's and cool. I'm packing, and she's like, "Oh my god, you got traded to Philly!" And I said, "I told you, I got traded in like in the middle of practice." <laughs> you don't believe me? Look at the damn crawl on Look ESPN. At the crawl. I wish I could tell that to my wife, but I'm right. Just... So I'm packing, and I'm packing for like four week, three weeks, because I don't know when I'm coming back. 
Right. So I'm in it just like, because I got a flight tonight. Yeah, you're middle of the preseason. Uh, season's about to start. Storming. You're... It's storming. Right. And I don't know if I'm going to fly out. So I pack a bunch of stuff. And my brother was at Johnson C. Smith at the time. So I had to get her a flight home earlier. And, and she gets to the airport and the flights are all canceled. It was horrible. Jesus God. It was horrible because I couldn't, but I couldn't do anything. What I had to leave. You got to leave. It was awful. You gotta, and, you gotta um, and then. Uh, That's funny. That is, yeah, that, that, what a, yeah. what a culture shock. Cause I mean, you're thinking, you know, like you said, you're, you're going to get cut. You're, you're de- yeah. depressed about life and about the career situation. And then all of a sudden, boom, Mark tells you, no, it's safe. Hey, look, Philly wants you back. It's a trade. Yeah. Everybody wins here. And obviously, Looking at things, it, it it worked out for you because the vast majority of your production was with Andy Reid. And, Andy and Philly, Doug Peterson, yeah. McNabb. Right. And I had a, oh gosh, yeah. And then I was a non-restricted free agent, and uh, and and my agent was Mike McCartney at the time. Mike had gone from football to the other side. <laughs> he became an agent, and two teams. That's the former coach of University of Colorado, right? Yes, Mike McCartney. Okay, right. And he said. Uh, um, the Patriots were, had shown some interest in the Panthers, right? So I took the first offer because, look, I'm a middling type of guy. You better take a deal. So that season, the Patriots won the Super Bowl, and guess what the Panthers' record was? Oh, I, I think I can remember. 15 losses in a row. One in 15. One in 15. The Chris Wittieri. My goodness. How could, I, how could I forget the first game with Smitty taking it all the way back? And then and the fif- 15 heartbreaking pains. And some of these losses, Lou, as you know, were we, we by had, a sliver. We had a record uh, that year by losses of losses by less than – by seven points or less. Right. In, in the first game – Dante Culpepper was running into the end zone for the game-winning touchdown, and Jer- Jared Cooper chased him down. I remember and it. Poked it out, and he fumbled through the end zone. That's the only reason had we it, won that game. Had it not been for that, then then you're 0 and 16, and that yeah. that season was. Uh, I can remember some games. I'm not looking at the chart here, but the the 49ers game at home. You know yeah. how hard with Terrell Owens at the end, and yeah. then uh, you know the the Rams game at home was competitive, and uh, you know, of course they were the we were really competitive that year we, but we had that was a hard team to figure out too we had no quarterback play we had court, young right. quarterbacks all young quarterbacks it was a lot like what happened in, in 2010 with Carolina you had, you had a solid foundation you had a lot of good veterans there but you, you didn't have the quarterback stability and, and that that screws everything up obviously mm-hmm. yeah. that's yeah. crazy that's... 1 in 15 man that's uh how, how was that? How did that season how did that... lasted four years? That, that, <laughs> it was the worst, man. It was it right. was horrible, and it was George Seifert and oh god, yeah. I had heard rumors that the Bears wanted to trade for me because John Shoup was there, and Shoup was on our staff, and he knew me, and George had relegated me to the bench, and he didn't trade me. I I had heard that from somebody pre- I was pretty close with there so that was tough man i yeah george was a tough guy george was tough to be around yeah. have you talked to him since no yeah 
No. You keep in touch with the, with with Dom or Andy or those guys? Do you ever? Well, I don't. I talk Andy when I more see position him. more position coaches. Yeah, I would position think right coaches that you got. Like when yeah. I see Andy, it's you know we talk. Like when his son uh, died, I, I tried to reach out and send him a letter, and because uh, you know I, I liked Andy. Uh, I talked to like like uh, I talked to Juan like we used to, I used to talk to him a lot. I mean, you know, people get busy, life happens. But I still talk to uh, Don Bro. Like I'll call him every uh, every few months or so, just see how he's doing, make sure to see if his number's still the same. It's it's funny, and it, these are just people again. You know, just, you know, just, just being in the people. business. I, I we but, ran into we, and I've I've worked. In and, in and around the stupid media business for 10, 15 years. Of all the guys I've met, here's one story I can tell you that happened last November. And it was my son and I at the Bucks game. We're heading to Hooters downtown after the game. And John Matsko walks up, the O-line coach mm-hmm. for the Panthers. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I walk up and introduce myself. I say, hi, John Ellis. I'm, you know, freelance writer, blah, blah, blah. Followed you guys for a long time. I want to tell you I really appreciate what you're doing with the offensive line. It's been tremendous. And... He takes 25 minutes if we're waiting for a table to talk to my son about, you know, the advantages of playing football at that age and how he's undersized. But he pulls, he pulls, he pulls his phone out and shows him highlights. And I'm looking through his face. He says, "Oh, this is uh, Jeff Davidson texting me right." He's, and these are just dudes. They're just dude, dudes. They're and we just get so dudes. star fucking struck. I would rather talk to an assistant any day than a head level coach because dude. they will they will give you the they honest have time. talk. Right. They they have time and, and, they, and coaches, they know the game a little more and intricately than than maybe. The and the head coaches game. have to always watch what they say. Exactly. Because somebody's right. going to spin it. And the yeah. guy just wants to tell you something. He wants to say, ah, oh, that was a bullshit call or something like that. But he can't. Can't do it. He can't. Most of them can. Most of them won't. You get yeah. exceptional. You got Sean Payton who runs his mouth pretty well, and there's a few others, but uh, yeah. most of them are pretty well, pretty well trained in that regard. So, yeah, what a, what a career! I mean, that's and I, I look back at that entire little era of the NFL where there was a transition period between you know the the late '90s and then the early 2000s, where and you were stuck right in the middle of it. Dude, all my friends who play football told me I, my parents had me 10 years too soon. Right. They're like, dude, you would have been the perfect tight end to play in these this time, especially where they can't touch you. Good God. You would, I, I'm telling you, and I, I think about that all the time with guys, you know, 6'2", to... To uh, to fifty to forty whatever you know whatever you are whatever you were whatever I was yeah. the, the league has changed dramatically and that's that's one thing I wanted to get your your take on right now with not not just the Panthers we can start there but but league wide let's look at offenses and the way they're evolving as a result of the advantages they have to play with with the rules right when they change the touching after five yards after the Patriots beat up on the Colts in, in the playoffs. That was huge. Yep. So yep. it's it's so annoying to me that if you touch a guy after five yards, it's an automatic first down. That's that's insane. It could be third and forty. If you touch them after five yards, that's not come on. That's ridiculous. 
I get it. It's just like basketball. Michael Jordan will score 50 points a game these days because you can't touch guys. How do they talk about that internally in the league? What do they do? They, it's, do they, it's do they, do they, money, dude. Do they openly say it that, hey, I mean, we're doing this because it's a, it's oh, a I think disadvantage? They, they probably say we – well, I know Stern said straight up he wanted more fluidity yeah. in the game. Because if and, you're honest about it, I can at least respect that. But right. It's, well, football, here's the thing. I'm a defensive guy. I, I love a good, tough, physical 17-14 game. That Rams-Chiefs that Rams Chiefs game last year, I had to leave halfway through it and vomit. I, I can't take those. I can't take it. That was a lot of offense. But it's uh, the rules are made for that. You can't touch guys. And, and I get why you can't, you know, the whole concussions and the hitting and the uh, high hits. But there's some things that they're legislating that you can't. John, if you and I walked into each other going super slow, just walking, our heads are going to hit. If we're going 15 miles per hour, our heads are really going to hit. You're not trying to hit my head. We're at the same level. And guess what happens when you're coming to hit me? I'm ducking. So if if you're aiming for my ribs area, rib area, stomach area, and I duck a little bit, you're going to end up hitting me up here. You're going to get a $20,000 fine and a 15-yard penalty. Right. And I find that to be insane. The the fines seem ridiculous. I can understand. I don't don't understand how you fine a guy for the penalty. That means you you should. Yeah, how are you? It's it's, it's like you're, you're, uh, it's a deterrent to what? It's the natural physics of the game. You can't deter against that. So a guy gets an incidental face mask penalty. That's a huge fine. Why the hell aren't you fining him for offsides or holding? You don't fine guys for penalties. You find guys for egregious acts on the football field. That, I think, is insane. And I hope that's part of the new CBA where they work that out. But you got to be safe. You got to protect the, 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 the players out there. I get it. The game's faster. But, you know, but it's, it's part of the risk involved with playing, too. You know that going in. It's part of the risk involved in playing. You don't want to sign up to get murdered. But it's part. there's a risk involved. And, and, and we get it. But you can't delegate everything. Lou, how you feeling? How you feeling physically? You, you, I, I, you know, I feel okay. It's it's amazing that uh, I was a backup, and I and I feel this beat up. I feel okay. Like the the worst things for me are I still get the headaches. Mm-hmm. You know, and this could come with getting older or whatever. The forgetfulness, man. And I I, 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 I know that happens, but and I'm a little worried because of the sport I play, because I seem like, dude, I'm just not as sharp. Yeah. And, uh, but I think you're sharp as, I think you're sharp as a damn tack personally, you. but I, but you, I know what you're saying. Size is super sharp. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, you got the advantage of having that firm education. Like, for me, it's like the injuries that I've had. I, I had a back, I hurt my back and my back is creaky, which makes my hamstrings creaky, my ankles or whatever. I had like some knee surgeries and you can feel that as you get a little bit older. Overall, I'm okay. Uh, I mean, yeah, it is what I can't it is. Right? Imagine if I played ten years. I can't imagine if I played fullback. But yeah. you, we had a, you know, you had a lot of collisions, and you worry. I worry because I know, and I hope that it doesn't 
deteriorate down the line. I'll put it like that. It's a sobering thought. So let's end on a happier thought here. Yeah, let's let's do that. The 2019 season. We're coming up here. How do you like the Eagles and how do you like the Panthers? Give me a little little flavor here. So 2019 season, I really like the Eagles. The one thing that scares me is we've never had a full healthy Carson Wentz season other than the rookie season. I think Carson is a really, really, really good quarterback. Uh, I think people are – Better for the team than Foles? So here's the thing with Foles. Foles Foles during the playoff run had a hot streak. He had a hot three games because Carson got them a first-round bye. He was awful against the Raiders in the regular season. He was not so good against Dallas. We won a defensive game against Atlanta. Atlanta, right. He lit Minnesota and the the Patriots up, right? Mm -hmm. Then we get back to the regular season again, and he was okay at the start. We won more games with him late season last year when we got healthy on defense. We trotted out me, my son, you, and my wife in the secondary a couple weeks. And I'm not knocking Nick. I'm thinking people are forgetting about the the circumstances. I, but I, I, get I really like I get Nick. It. I like. I get Nick. it. Well, I, I, I don't, I I don't want to knock a guy to bring another guy up. No, 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 no. I and I get that because I think what. What you have to the, the lazy media out there. What one thing I try to do with this website is to 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 try to think like a player, try to think like a coach, even though I'm not one. To think there's a lot of variables involved there's a with lot the success. Of so so Foles plays great. He plays well, but the supporting cast is more cohesive at that point. Whereas the the upside with Wentz's physical attributes and his you know his youth and everything else are far beyond what Foles brings at the table. It's 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 not really a comparison. So I can see where you would. Yeah. Yeah, go and number he's, 11 he's there. a younger guy you, and you yeah. just also you just traded a bunch for him he's a younger guy he was going to be mvp that season yeah. Dude, you you have to break you have to pay that guy right yep but, but i think if the, if carson stays healthy and we continue to get better in the secondary our young guys are getting a lot better the eagles will be eagles are going to be good mm-hmm. they're going to compete for the super bowl the panthers a little bit more scary because um, you don't know about uh, Cam either. Cam couldn't throw the ball 20 yards down the field towards the end of last year. They should have sat Cam in week nine and had surgery then. But I think the, the Panthers' base of their football team is a good football team. And we, we got some guys out there on the outside now who could run, who can move. Uh, DJ Moore, I'm sure he's going to fix his fumbling. Uh, mm-hmm. Curtis Samuel is going to have a full, get a lot more reps, so we'll see about that. And uh, we still have a really good uh, defense. I know we lost Peppers. But, I mean, he was right. getting older. We drafted a pass rusher. He lost uh, TD, which stinks. But yeah. You know, yeah, that's that's unfortunate. That might be a sign of not, not just the times, but the switch to the three four. Switch to the three four, yeah. You got a you got a odd man out there because you got Shaq and Luke, yep. presumably in the middle now. And that that's an intrigue to watch there. I, from from a uh, from an offensive perspective, you know, I, I agree with you with with Carolina. It, it all revolves around Cam yeah. because the, the shoulder. I remember the, the the point last year where I knew it was over was the Tampa game on the road. Dude. Forty mile forty mile an hour winds. 
Not a chance. He couldn't do and anything. He, and and no velocity. And he's 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 fourth string cornerbacks who are on really the street or picking him off. off and, is that I get that Cam was trying to show his team he was being tough for his team. They should have taken that out of his hands. I agree. I think I that, that you get to a point last year where you've got some backup guys you want to take a look at. Cam cannot give you the value because, you know, one of the biggest value he gives you is the ability to extend plays and create first downs, move the chains with his feet. I mean, it's astonishing how many, more than most running backs, he's accomplishing a first down rush rate, and he can't do that while he's injured, and he can't throw it more than 20 yards. He's out there against New Orleans hurt. on Monday night. He yeah, was he's hurt. Just, I mean, you can't, he was hurt. And, I, and, I, and he gets trashed so much, and I'm like, dude, the guy is hurt. And He's a warrior, he, he dude. He brings a lot to the table other than the typical quarterback stats. Absolutely. And I'm so sick of arguing Cam's greatness. Oh, there's no argument for it. I mean, it just just don't even argue it. He's a great. I, I, I know. He's I, a great. He's a tremendous football asset. He gives you more than most guys could ever give you in this generation right. when he's healthy. I, I again go back to you know, looking at how many chains he has moved just with his feet alone. Dude. With his not just design runs either. The, you know these capability. When I got traded back to Philly and Donovan was a rookie, and on third and five. Defensive coaches would lose their mind because they'd have the perfect defense. And here Donovan goes stiff-arming the defensive end that has a straight shot at him, juking another guy and hitting the guy for an eight-yard pass. There's nothing or worse as a D.C. than dealing with that. yards and getting yeah. out of bounds. And dude, it's amazing having guys. Remember Steve Young? Holy oh gosh, cow. Young was the Young was the original from my childhood and yours oh, too. I mean, I, I yeah, that was before Carolina's time when he was really in his prime. But he was a frustrating guy to get to the ground. Yep. You know, and, and Vic comes along, and you know, oh. he's right. He's just torching Carolina every time they play for the same reason. They couldn't figure out a way to keep that pocket contained and. 05, I think, finally, they got him, you know, corralled. But uh, we'll end on that, man. Listen, this was great. Yeah, man, cut we, this. we have to do this again. Man, you're a good dude. Appreciate it, man. Take it easy. All right, buddy. Have a great day. Thanks for making time. Go power them.